Welcome to Peaked. It's a Sunday. Welcome to Peaked. It's the Lord's Day. Sunday, fun day, Monday, one day, Tuesday, who's day, Wednesday, sleds day, Thursday, I don't think so, Friday, why day, Saturday, fun day. And that's our show. Thanks for listening so much. Just kidding. This is Peak, the podcast about Twin Peaks, where we talk about Twin Peaks for uh, peak. For peak reasons, we talk about the greatest show, possibly the worst show ever made. Um, twi- the best show ever made. Twi- twin, twin, twine peaks. Twin peaks. Laura Palmer. Oh, she dead? Maybe not. Who knows? Is she dead? I don't think so. He's uh insane. I'm this a is Laura Palmer death denier. <laughs> Laura Palmer death denier. Something something. Take it higher. You know how some people are like the moon landing didn't happen. Yeah, it's like me, but with the plot of this show. Okay. Yeah, it didn't happen. <clears throat> Episode eleven. <laughs> Laura's secret diary. This episode was directed by, or well, first off, this is episode eleven, mm-hmm. which is the fourth, fourth episode of the season, of season two, and the twelfth episode overall. I believe so. I think. Um, I should know, but I always forget to write it down. Uh, this episode was directed by the one and only Todd Howland. Todd, my buddy, how's it going? I think he's directed other episodes before. He His name pops up, at least. Um, and this episode was written by... Are you ready? Is it Mark Frost? Jerry Stahl. Oh, maybe that's why it's so good, because it wasn't Mark. Mark Frost. Oh. I take it back. Harley Payton. Mm-hmm. And Robert Engels. I'm going to assume that Mark Frost just sat in the back of the room silently. This was a big ep. Lots of people in the room. The best ep yet. Wow, yeah. What did you think of the episode? What were your thoughts? It was so good. I, like, actually, this show makes me feel crazy because I'm like, one one day I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And then the next day I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And um, I feel like with a little direction, a little creative, somebody if somebody was in the room to be like, hey, David, relax. It would have been a lot better. Interesting. Uh, this episode aired on the 20th of October, 1990. And uh, had 12.8 million views, oh, which is down 900,000 from last week. That was I have to read. Born. Yeah, a long time before you were born. Like 13, 13 years. Yeah, a long time. It's a while. That's like... Over a decade. An eighth of the average person's life. <sighs> carry on. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't carry on because I need you to vamp for me because I forgot to pull something Okay, up. I've been thinking a lot recently about the concept of the one who got away. Katy Perry wrote a song about it. It was very good. How do you feel about the Katy Perry song? Real quick. I don't think I've heard that one. What I the fuck? Heard, I have heard the Katy Perry song, I Kissed a Girl, and I and I liked it a lot as a kid. Yeah, everyone's heard that one, but you haven't heard the one that got away. I'm playing that song after we're done recording. Anyway, I've been thinking a lot about the concept because I don't get it. Um, how did they get away? They didn't run away. You guys just broke up. They do. They don't. They didn't get away. You just no, moved no, the on. The one who got away usually isn't somebody you date. In my eyes, it's somebody you had the chance to date but didn't. But didn't. Hence, that's why they got away because you never got to experience the relationship. Right, but I don't get why you why certain people get hung up on that for years because like there's other people out there. You date other people, it's fine. They're not a god. Why are you putting them on this pedestal? That's my problem with it. Anyway, another fun thing I've been thinking about recently: death. <clears throat> Episode eleven, 
the log lady introduction. <clears throat> Miscommunication sometimes leads to arguments, and arguments sometimes lead to fights. Anger is usually present in arguments and fights. Anger is an emotion, usually classified as a negative emotion. Negative emotions can cause severe problems in our environment and to the health of our body. Happiness, usually classified as a positive emotion, can bring good health to our body, spread positive vibrations into our environment. Sometimes, when we are ill, we are not in our best behavior. By ill, I mean one of the following. Physically ill, emotionally ill, mentally ill, and or spiritually ill. Thoughts. Oh, that is so true. When I was ill, I was on my worst behavior. It, um, yeah, crazy. That's my thoughts. Yeah. So we start off the episode. You know what the solution is? What? Just never get sick. Yeah, that's a good what one. What are you doing? Um, just get better, loser. <laughs> yeah, Skill what issue. What's wrong with your fucking, what, what are you doing there, man? Um, this is... Some people would say... I'm trying to talk about the episode. Okay, well, I'm trying to talk about something else. Some people would say... <laughs> Some people would say remove the stigma. I say the stigma is the cure. Wow. Impressive. We start off with a really weird shot. It's like an extreme, extreme close-up, and we slowly, slowly zoom out mm -hmm. and see that it's sort of like the uh, the wall of the sheriff station interrogation room. Mm -hmm. And I really like this part. I like the sound design. I like the spinning. The shot. It spins. Yeah, um, and Harry essentially pops into view. They're questioning Leland here. He's reading Leland his rights, which we we all know the rights. Right, but also he reads the rights wrong. No. He does. No. He goes, you have the right, or anything that you say will be used against you in court, but it's anything you say or do will be used against you in court. Nope. He does it wrong. Nope. Stop being a Truman defender. This is, uh, this is Twin Peaks. Things are different. He's the worst. Twin Peaks doesn't make sense. So just don't kill our nose, though. Excuse me, <laughs> Truman. That's a are you one. are you are you a nose fetishist? No, I just I I appreciate the beauty of noses. I like that they're all unique. You uh, make fun of my nose constantly. Do I? No. I like your nose. My nose. Yeah, you have a very very nice nose. I don't like my nose. I wouldn't pierce it, but it looks very good. So I shouldn't get my nose pierced. No. Okay. Your what ears, about though? Yes. Okay. All right, I'm glad we figured that one out. What Actually, about look at me real quick. I you could pull off a septum piercing, maybe. But I don't not, want one though. Not a nostril piercing. I don't, I don't want any piercings on my nose anyway, okay, so that's good, fine. Because yeah. you have a great nose. What if I pierced my nipples? Um, that could work. A lot of people are into that. See me, I had to pierce my nose because it didn't have a lot going for it. You have a nice nose. Thank you, but it's better pierced. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I think you're better because you're more confident. Right. Because um, uh, metal in my face equals hot. Yeah, pretty That's much. Cool metal hot face. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, pretty much all that happens in this scene. I say all, but it's a very significant scene. It's actually Le one of the best acted scenes, in my opinion. In Leland the admits he killed uh, Jacques. Jacques Renau. And then he cries and has a beautiful speech yeah. about uh, how grief it feels to have your child die. Beyond grief. And how it's just all of the Vampire music. Okay, all the molecules in your body just kind of fight, and all you can think about cells in your body just fight with each other, and all you can think about is he's a murderer, is the point. He's a murderer with a very... The defense doesn't hold up in court. Like, if I... My mom gets murdered, shout out to my mom, and then I have to kill a guy in revenge, I'm going to jail for murder. So you think. No, but if I, I was your defense attorney... I'd still go to jail because you're a detective, not an attorney. Oh, that's a good point. So 
So what do we got now? Sometimes attorneys are detectives. Like in the hit game series, uh, Phoenix Wright or whatever it's called. Ace, is it, isn't it Ace Detective? Phoenix Wright, yeah. Ace Detective. Yeah. But he's an attorney. DS Ace Attorney. It's, yeah, Ace Attorney. It's a DS yeah. game, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a whole series. It's on multiple consoles. Anyway, Hayward's here for some reason. Doc Hayward is there. I think it's because he's doing a psych evaluation. Uh, and then he uh, talks to Andy. Great plot. Great subplot. Because Andy? Andy's worried about his cum, aren't yeah, we all? He, he, Are you worried about your cum? Um, I don't want kids, so I don't really think about it too much. Well, then shouldn't you be worried about your cum? No, because I don't want kids. So you should be worried about it working. No, because I'm not letting loose in a bunch of vaginas. I'm just keeping it <laughs> stored. I'm... You're not letting loose on the goose. I'm not going out and like raw dogging my way through Toronto. Uh. So I'm not worried about babies. Yeah. I do want a vasectomy though. I've I've called an ass, but they won't let me because I'm 19 and not married. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Odd. That feels borderline like a violation of something. A you human know, right, perhaps. That's that's the rule. Yeah. I think that's a pretty stand. Been been the rule for a while. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with it. I don't anyway. agree with it because I want a vasectomy. Yeah, right. In fact, I would do it with a screwdriver, but that sounds painful. Um. Anyway, uh, Andy has to jack off in the police station to yeah. get his sample to Hayward. He runs into Lucy, who's carrying a box of stuff. The stuff? And then she I don't know what that is. coffee grounds. Ah, uh, coffee and grounds. And as she's cleaning it up, she finds his dirty, slutty magazine. It's Flesh World. It's Flesh World. And you should back off to possibly underage people. No, never. That's probably one of the clean That's flesh worlds. The, oh, right, because Flesh World is so known for being clean. He actually just wants to look at that one picture of Leo's truck, if you remember. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lucy gets mad at him. She walks away and she goes, <laughs> <laughs> Lucy's the <laughs> best. Lucy is the best. She's, She's my favorite, I think. I think. Yeah. Um, her hair also stunning. Yeah. Lucy Moran. Look at her go. Um, Harry hears her being upset. He doesn't really seem to care. This is Harry we're talking about. Right. Um, Known misogynist Harry Truman. <laughs> worst character in the series by far. But we find out in this episode that he fucks. He does, indeed. I don't know what just happened there. Your cat ran around and then stuff started happening. Stuff started going wrong. Your cat. Your goddamn cat. I loved him once. Yeah, so pretty much uh, we're, we're done with the cat now. Cat, um, I, the cat was trouble, so I kicked him out. I sent him packing. I said, go find a job and don't come back until you have one because daddy needs to pay the fucking rent. Yeah, we gave the cat a bindle and he's on his way. What's a bindle? Uh, um, it's like the little sack on a stick. Thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, Famously used by Heathcliff. Yes, of course, my hero Heathcliff. We're not going to get into that, though. We're going to talk about this show, Twin Peaks, because oh, essentially what is happens what is... podcast about? Yeah, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> uh... Harry tells Coop that the judge and the state prosecutor are on their way and that Hawk said that apparently the county has no record of anybody by the name of Robertson living next to Leland Palmer's grandfather's That's house. That's correct. Which, as we know, is what Leland's story is. Right. He said, I know Bob. I know that man. So where's the Robertsons? Where, where do they go? Where do they go? Where were I'm they? I'm a firm believer that Leland is just fucking nuts. Well, yeah, but... Mm, so... But have you seen his dance moves now? Yeah, they're not good. No, they're fantastic. Mm, I disagree. They're more than fantastic. Hair, they're insane. His hair? Fantastic. His dance moves? Subpar. You can't dance better than Leland. Mm, I can't dance at all, silly goose, but... Exactly, so... I can criticize. That's unfair. Um, 
haven't you ever seen Ratatouille? That's the whole point of that movie. Mm, I have not actually seen Ratatouille all the way through. It's pretty good. We should watch it. We should watch it for the yeah. pot. Yeah. Or just for a little little date. Just to be friends. Just to be fat pals. Just not a date. Just little pals. Yeah. Watching On little, Wednesday? Little rap. Well, we're watching Ping Pong on Wednesday and Fooly Cooly. Do we have to watch Ping Pong on Wednesday? Well, that's the current plan, but I guess suppose we could change it. We could reach Because all we ever do is watch it. Right. So why not watch we can an animated movie? We can reach out to the council. We can. We'll do that later. Anyway, Andy walks by and he drops his sperm vial. Yeah. Um, dirty boy. I guess he did this very quick. Yeah. That's actually impressive mm-hmm. how quickly he came. Um, well, impressive or sad. Eh, yeah. Like, crouch like Lucy, and hide under a chair to look for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he's caked up. He is. And, and Coop sees his boots and he's like, Andy, you gotta tell me what you got there. And Andy thinks he's talking about the sperm. He's like, it's very personal. I can't tell you. I can't and, tell you and, about my, my And Coop's like, cup. No, <laughs> my little jizz cuppy. I can't tell you about it. It's my jizz sippy cup. It's only for the doc. And Coop says, no, your boots. Uh, because the boots are Circle brand, which right. is the same brand as Leo Johnson's secret cocaine boots. Mm-hmm. And where did Andy get his boots from? Uh, the one-armed man. Philip Gerard. That's they got to find that dude. Where is he? Where'd Philly go? He didn't take his medication, and then he disappeared. And he dipped. Just like me. Um... <laughs> Uh, Andy leaves. Lucy gives him the stink eye. Uh, as an Andy, she throws a pencil. She's sad. She's annoyed. She's uh, upset, and it's affecting the workplace. It's affecting me because I want her to be happy. I care about her so much. Oh, and then we get a shot of a beautiful waterfall. The and I beautiful have a side falls. Tangent real quick that I need to go on. If Twin Peaks was a real town, this is probably why I'm not connecting with the show. And Twin Peaks should be a huge tourist town because the the scenery, gorgeous. It should be bigger than Niagara Falls. Frankly, it looks nicer than Niagara Falls. There should be rich people there all the time, all seasons. Like, you would never be able to solve a homicide because it's probably just a tourist. Back to you. Well, maybe there's less tourists because there was just a homicide. Mm, Ever think of that? Perhaps, but also that doesn't invalidate the point of... Also, this is supposed to be... I know they film this show whenever, but this is supposed to take place in, like, February, so not, like, tourist season. Mm, Well, tourist season in Niagara Falls, which is, you know, the greatest city ever on the planet, is all year round. So no one ever. I mean, it's the summer. The tourist season is the summer. I'm wrong. Exactly. So there's less people. Yeah. Anyway, we're at the Great Northern. We are. Um, and what's happening there, you may ask? Uh, a random employee, I believe her name is Louie. And I'm in love with her. You love Louie. I love Louie. She's so, platonically, but she's just, she has the best energy of any character in in uh, film and television. She comes in, she's hyped. She's talking to Ben. You know why she's talking to Ben? Because M.T. Wentz is coming. You know why I think she's hyped? Why? Because I think that Ben's cocaine operation has leaked into the Great Northern. Possibly. M.T. Wentz is coming. You know who M.T. Wentz is? Uh, he's a food critic and hotel critic and an all-around critical guy. He's the best oh, critic. Yeah. He's the best critic. That he or she is the best critic there is. He or she only pays in cash. Mm-hmm. And they... Hot tips say they're coming to the town of Twin Peaks. Kind of sketchy. Exactly. So everybody's excited uh, because M.T. Wentz is coming. And... That's good, I guess. Very good. You know? For everyone. Yeah, everybody around. Then she has an angelic smile. Ben goes to his office. And who's waiting for him? But the one and only. Jean Jean Renault. Who's wearing a bolo tie, I might add. A lot of people wear bolo ties. Right, but I just like it as a fashion choice. Ed wears a bolo tie. 
Yeah, but this guy does look like French Ed. Actually. Yeah, he pulls it off better than Ed. And I Impossible. Love that, so, no, it's true. Look Impossible. At, look at him. When Ed has his fake mustache, also, do you what's remember? Up, what's up with that? He's not in this episode. Ant, where's my boy? Filling gas, presumably. Filling gas, taking care of his high school age wife. Filling gas and tapping ass. Mm, I hope not. Shouldn't seem in a place to consent. I'm just going to let you sit with that one. Anyway, Ben shows Audrey... What? No. Jean shows Ben the Audrey tape of her getting shot up mm-hmm. with, heroin, with heroin, not a gun. Um, He mad. Reasonably. Right. He's pissed off because his daughter's being uh, turned into a junkie. Yeah. And Jean's essentially like, I'm just the messenger, a lie. Uh, and he says, here's what we got to do. Uh, you got to, well, Jean wants to be Ben's business partner. Or that's what he's saying anyway. He wants to be Ben's business partner. Right. And, and we all know the best way to become someone's business partner is to shoot their daughter up with heroin. Yep. And not only that, he also wants Coop to be the one to deliver the ransom money for some nefarious purpose. What do you think? I think they want to kill Coop. Wow, yeah. It's like almost like you said that. Him. Why would you? Hmm, it's just something about him. No, he's a great guy. I don't trust him. Trust him with what? Anything. Why not? Because frankly, this investigation is taking far too long. It's only been like a couple days. I know, that's a while. No, that's not at all, It's not actually. a couple days. This, this show is taking place over more than a couple days. It's like a... Uh, this has been at least a month. No. The relationships between these people would not be this strong. I'm sorry to tell you straight up, it's not. What? Yeah. That, that seems that seems bonkers to me, but okay. Yeah, I can check the the canon. Okay. But let me go to that. I don't care about Miss Marvel. Sorry, we're going down a real rabbit hole here. Um. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ben throws a chair because he's angry, by the way. I feel like I should say that. Mm-hmm. Ben's very angry. Um, I'm going to have to do so much cutting so this runs better. Okay, here we go. All right. Yeah, he's assigned at like the end of February 1989. And like this is all happening during March. I'm not really seeing exact dates. So but wait. No, not yet. Um, I'll tell you, this isn't super fleshed out, this article, mm. this wiki. Point is, fuck anyway, you. I digress. Um, let's a go. Let's a go. <laughs> Probably going to cut all that. That was terrible for radio. Um, where are we? The double R diner. Look at Norma. Look at her go. Her go. She's pouring coffee. Domino, Domino man. man. Domino he calls Donna fruit, or well, he says she's <laughs> looking fruity. Yeah, you look fruity today, Donna. I don't think true. she. Uh, she is pretty. Uh, I feel no. like she's not really jealous of James. She's jealous of uh, Maddie. She wants Maddie. As in, so she is jealous of James. Right. She's jealous of James. She wants Maddie. She does not want James. Because who would, frankly? Just you. The only people who want James are a few good men. And I. No, stop. You're killing me. You're killing me. Huh? Norma talks to Hank about uh, Domino. What? No. But M.T. Wentz is coming. Hank gets a far off look in his eyes. He's thinking. He's, He's thinking, thinking big time. Thoughts. He has a nice nose, too. So does she. Everybody has a nice nose when you really think about it. When you really think about it. But I like specific noses. 
You have a fetish. No, it's not sexual. I just appreciate Are you it. sure it's not sexual? I'm guarantee you it's not sexual. Guarantee? You can't guarantee me that, buddy. I know no, the I truth. Gar- I have no sexual attraction to the nose. Hank grabs his best leather coat. He's wearing a nice green shirt. Mm-hmm. And some jeans. Uh, most curious. people are wearing jeans in this show, I think. Well, not it's Twin Peaks, game. after all. They kiss. They kiss. They're in Very love. Passionate. I don't believe he runs. in love, though. No. He's in love with her, maybe. He runs... He takes a toothpick with him it's for the road. Attractive. He's leaving. He's taking money because he's going to buy new decorations for the double R to make it look cute and sexy and fun for whenever empty Wentz may or may not arrive. Yep. And then he fakes her up by being like, oh, call Ed. She's like, why? And he's like, you're still friendly. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Felt, felt like he was getting at something else there. And then he's like, well, call him to maybe recommend the double R to people, people at the gas station. Yeah. Um, Great shot. Then we get the wonderful shots of the stoplight. Then we're at our favorite character, Harold Smith. He's with none other than the one and only Donna. They're drinking wine. Is Donna old enough to drink wine? She's not old enough to drink wine, proving my point that this guy is awful. When did they change the age to drink alcohol in the States? Because I know it wasn't always 21, it used to depend on the state. Uh, I don't know, but I don't like it. So maybe she is old enough. But it doesn't feel right. They're drinking. He pulls out Laura's secret diary. Um, title of the episode. Title of the episode. If you can believe it, it's the title of the episode. And everything uh, about him makes me want to vomit. He's just so happy to be here and reading from diaries. Also, they're eating, and the food is on the floor. Yeah. Well, I presume that's the meals on wheels. Right, but why is it on the floor? Because they're sitting on the floor. Yeah, but his boot is right next to his food. No, not really. It's on a plate. That's it's fine. Disgusting. I think you've probably eaten off the floor before. Well, yeah, but uh, I can still... No. They're adults. I haven't eaten off the floor since I was a small child. Mm. Don't know about that. You've I always am... been a small child. Yeah. I'm Laugh a man it off. now. Kind of. No. A little bit. Um, And he reads uh an entry from Laura's diary. Which is a very fancy book, by the way. Yeah, it's just her shitting on Donna, essentially. Yeah. Being like, Donna's my friend, but she doesn't understand me. I don't think she'd like me if she knew my insides. Which is a weird way to word it. Because she's fruity. She is fruity. Um, and it's just kind of wild. And he's like, oh, sorry. And Donna says it's fine. Um, I hate him. Riz? I hate his face. No. Riz, perhaps? Riz. To read no. to a girl her dead friend's diary entry about how much that girl sucks? No, it kind of feels like abuse. Harassment. Harassment. kind of yes. feels like you're just like, hey, you're a shitty person, by the way. Welcome to my home. Um, and <laughs> Donna is like, shouldn't you give that to the police? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's very uh, protective. Protective of the diary that's not written by him. Yeah, because he wants to keep it because it's part of his... Uh, are you ready for this? His collection. Well, it's his living novel. Right. Uh, which is not a pretentious at all thing to say. No, it's a serial killer thing to say, and um, I think he's a murderer. No, it's a perfectly sane thing to say, to say you have a living novel. He's a murderer. And he, uh, apparently, anybody who comes into his house, he likes to take their stories and write them down and add them to his little living novel. And she's like, who? And he this says, friends, lovers of who? Laura Palmer, I think. But look at his drip. Yeah, I don't care about his drip. Look at his face. He looks guilty. No innocent man doesn't look like that. Uh, he looks guilty. About what? Murdering Laura Palmer. Mm. But he's got his plants, though. Yeah, but We're he back has her to the Great Northern. 
Coop is watching the tape now. He's got a polka dot tie on. Isn't that cute? It is cute. Ben Horn also has a polka dot tie on. They're the opposite counter ca- colors, I believe. Um, ben Horn's tie is better. Mm. They're watching that. Coop's like, why aren't you telling the police? And Ben's like, because they'll kill me or they'll kill Audrey if I tell the police a lie. And he's like, you just got to you gotta help me here, Coop, because you and Audrey have a special relationship. Right, and which is one of the reasons I don't very much like Coop. He's waving his cigar around. This is Ben Horn. He's waving his cigar, as always. I feel like he's been a lot more cigar-centric since the new season started. Yeah, Maybe I'm making that sure. up, but it no. feels like the cigars... The cigars gotten more relevant. More present, which I, I'm a fan of, actually. I'm a fan of him having a big old a cigar. Note to him. And he says he's going to give them the cash. $125,000. Crazy. In 1989 money. More he's gonna, money than I've ever had. Yeah, real. And he's going to give it to Coop for tomorrow for the exchange. And then we're at the Packard house. Who shows up? But Josie. Quick note. They, the Packards have an impressive collection of canes. Yeah. Um, it's just two of them now. Pete shows up. They hug. Remember Aww. Josie? Remember Pete? They're back. To be honest, I didn't remember Josie until she came back on screen. I was like, she was like, I was like, is she dead? I don't remember. But you remember Pete? Of course I remember Pete. Look at his mustache. He's beautiful. He's amazing. They're talking. I strive to look like him when I'm Joe Z. Jolene. 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 Josie apologizes for not being there for the mill burning. Uh, she doesn't realize Kathy's dead. Pete tells her. Kathy's dead? Yeah, you knew that. Oh, Lord. There was a whole scene about that. He's crying. Uh, Pete and Josie hug. Because that's friendship, gang. Yeah. They're all they got now. They're family. I coat. Do you? Yeah. Would you rather have her coat or Pete's shirt? Her coat. Really? Not Pete's orange plaid shirt? Well, I think an orange plaid shirt I could get anywhere, but that coat? Original. Could also get anywhere. No. I've never seen one like it. Hmm. Interesting. Your cat's playing with the microphone cord. Get back, cat. Um, get back, you fiend. We're looking at a tree now. We love trees. What are your thoughts on trees? Ah, I'm a huge fan of trees. Shut up. We're uh we're in one eyed jacks oh. now. Audrey, she's high. She's spinning. She don't know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, cause she's high. She got punched in the face though. She apparently refused to take her heroin. Mm-hmm. Don't know how she's in a state to refuse, but good for her. Right, cause she was just tied up in the last episode. Yeah. Um, and Jean is uh, Emery's the one who brings her to Jean. Emery Battis, mm-hmm. as we recall, he works in uh. Horn's department Horn's store. department store. And He's a kinky guy. He's a very kinky girl. guy. Not the can you bring a mother. Um, anyway. Uh Audrey tells Jean that apparently she didn't want to take her heroin. That's an odd sentence to say. Mm-hmm. Because Emery smacked her. And Jean's like, Oh, is that true? And then he like sits down on the like the desk, like how uh every male High school teacher does. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, One of our professors does, actually. Yeah, well, he's not in high school. He's not in high school, but yeah. And neither are we. I think it carries past high school. Mm. But it feels like a high school prof thing to do. Right. Yeah. And Jean's like, oh, we can't have that, can we? And he goes on some rant about something that I can't quite understand because he has a heavy French-Canadian accent. Mm. He pulls out a gun, though. A very cool gun. And he shoots. <gasps> Audrey's scared. It's not her he shoots, though. It's Emery yeah. for hitting a woman. I'm glad he's dead. Yay. Look at him. He's dead. He's a very dead guy. He's a very unreliable. Wait. Hmm. 
I'll, I'll think on this and figure it out. Okay. But anyway, Audrey's crying. Jean holds her. He's cupping her face weirdly for a moment. But then he's holding her. And then he's holding her. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? No. That's what true friendship's all about. I hate, I hate everything related to Jean. Audrey included? No, I love Audrey. I'm worried about her, though. <laughs> Interesting. We're at the police station again. Lucy, 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 Lucy. Lucy's making coffee. Andy walks up to her. He just wants to have a little talk to her. Right. About he stuff. needs to go cool off. In the well, not yet. He, he's just trying to talk to Lucy about it all. Mm-hmm. Lucy gets mad at him. Talks about the magazine. Because Lucy does scissors. not support porn. Right. Which is sort of, honestly. Mm. She's just like me. For and then though. Coop shows up and kicks Andy out. Porn is bad. Carry on. Interesting. And then Coop holds Lucy. And he's like, Lucy, you gotta tell us. What do you think about the size of those scissors? Those look like normal scissors to me. Mm, seem long. No, those are maybe average size. Tiny. Those are honestly maybe even on the small side for scissors. Maybe you know? she's yeah. just tiny. Maybe. Um, Coop gets uh, Lucy to talk about whatever's happening. She explains her and Andy were dating for a year and a half, mm-hmm. or going out rather, as she puts it. She's an old-fashioned girl. Yeah. Uh, a year and a half before she started noticing a bunch of small things about him. And then after watching TV, she was inspired to leave. To leave, and they went on a break. During said break, she uh, met and canoodled with the one and only Dick Tremaine, who works men's fashion hey, hey, at uh, the Horn Department store. Andy's outside seething. Also, the small things about Andy are like he doesn't wash his car. What's the other ones? Doesn't own a sports coat. Right. Huge red flag. You got to own a red flag. Oh. The scary man. Anyway, just stupid things. So uh, Lucy lost points for that one. Anyway, Lucy's wearing beautiful earrings though. They end in hearts and they have like a bunch of little hoops. Yep. Very cute. Very nice. Cooper asks her what Lucy wants, and Lucy says she doesn't know what she wants. I also need to talk about Lucy's lipstick. It is so bright. I like it. I I do really like the lipstick, but it's just so confounding to me how it can be so bright. Mm No like reason. it's wild. It's terrifying. No, it's My beautiful, but I just it's just very pale. Maybe. Maybe it's your TV. I don't know. It's not a dig at your TV. I just think it might be your TV. It might be the TV. Or the color grain. Who knows? Anyway, she walks away just as Harry rolls up. AO I roll up to the after party. Um Coop talks to Harry. He's like, Oh they essentially say there's nothing you can really do to fix the Lucy Andy troubles ever. You just have to let it play out. Yep. And uh, Coop tells Harry that he, as in Cooper, requires Harry's best bookhouse boy Mm -hmm. for a mission that he can't tell Harry about. It's got to be off the books. It's got to be something Coop's got to do. But he needs the The best best bookhouse bookhouse boy. boy. And uh, Harry says the best bookhouse boy will meet with Coop at 9.30 p.m. at the the Roadhouse tomorrow. Uh, seriously, or who do I think Harry's talking about? Because we watched the episode, so I know who Harry's talking about. Uh, Hawk. Really? Okay, that's a good one. I think it's Ed, but I love Ed. Like, Hawk is the most effective, I think. Right. Ed seems a little busy. If he wasn't evil and no longer a bookhouse boy, it would probably be Hank. Right. But Domino Man, because he is the Domino Man, that's why he's so effective, but that's also why he could never be a bookhouse boy. I don't think Hank's evil. evil. He's not morally. He's morally corrupt. Probably due to evil. circumstance. Eh, I don't like the terms good and evil. 
I feel like you use it all the time. I do. We're right? back at the double R. A random cowboy shows up. We're in a very widely brimmed hat, but not the widest brim in the episode. No, we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, the di- double R's all dine up. It's got tablecloths now. Yeah. They they sit him down because they think this might be the man, the one, the only. The uh, M critic M T M T M T Wentz M T Wentz. Yep. Uh, they sit him down. Norm is about to give him the specials, but he's like, "Oh, just a cheeseburger and some soda." Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Toad. Not cut. We pan to Toad, who's eating. Who's Toad? He works there. Don't worry about it. Hank ushers Toad away because Toad is uh, unsightly. And disgusting, Which apparently. Is so cruel. Um, they talk, uh, and then he, sh- uh, the um, possibly empty Wentz is like, "Where's your bathroom?" Mm-hmm. And Hank's all like, "Let me show you." When he goes on and a long freshly rant, painted. freshly painted, and he, he shows him the bathroom, and Norma's like, "Oh man!" And then she turns around and sees none other than Dun 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 Toad. He's eating food from the grill, which isn't exactly good. Uh, no, but so I've done it. Norma tries to get him away from it. You've done that? That's unprofessional. I know, but I'm a line cook. Who do I care? Uh, and then Hank shows up again from the bathroom, and he steals M.T. Wentz's wallet because mm-hmm. he's a little bit of a criminal guy, perhaps. What do we find out? Then we cut to the other side of the double R, and who's there in a booth except for the teens? Sans James. Mm-hmm. It's Maddie. It's Donna. Little fruity. They're trying to talk. They're having a fruity endeavor. They're they're having a fruity endeavor. You cover this as I drink. Okay. I want not alcohol for the record. It is Sunday. It is Lord's Day. We are drinking tea. All right. They have a little conversation about Laura's diary, and um, Maddie goes, "Don't be jealous of James. There's nothing going on between me and the James." And Donna goes, "Huh? Wh- why would I be the jealous? James? The James." And the Donna goes, "Why would I be jealous? Whoever said that James and I were exclusive? I certainly did not." And I must say, Donna's smoking a very nice-looking cigarette in this episode. She got way cooler when she started smoking. Cancer makes you cool. This is a pro-smoking advertisement. No, it isn't. Smoke today. Smoke now. Go. Go to your local convenience store. Buy some darts. Have a good time. Don't smoke, kids. Smoking's bad for you. Smoking kills, even. Anyway, then they have a conversation about Laura's diary. And Maddie goes, we need to go to the police now. Stat. Oh, my bad. Maddie to- says, oh, we should tell James. Mm. And Donna says, I'm doing it without your help or not. Essentially saying that if Maddie tells James, Donna's doing it alone. James is not allowed to know because Donna's mad at James because James is just failing upwards in life, I guess. Yeah. Or not failing up, but he's not failing downwards. He's just he's just a flat failing arc. sideways. He's a flat arc. Um, and then we go back to Hank and he looks at the... Uh, the wallet from the guy, and it's not empty Wentz. It's just some district attorney who we found out about earlier. He's coming for Leland's case. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's a thunderstorm by the Packard house. Harry's there. He's sitting in a chair fuming. And uh, Josie shows up wearing a beautiful, beautiful dress, a beautiful gown she got from San Francisco. It's black. Low cut, I would say. Yeah. Beautiful. Practically strapless. The straps are so thin. It should just be strapless, but it isn't. Odd. I think you'd have to make it tighter for it to be. She's wearing a little bit of a coat over it. It's got, like, the slits in the leg. Mm-hmm. I think it has a slit on both legs. Yep. It's beautiful. They're talking about stuff, as people do, mm-hmm. in shows and in real life. 
um, right. and in you know media as a whole. And Harry is essentially like, we got to talk about where y'all went. And she's like, I was in Seattle. He's like, but were you really? She's like, yes. And he just, he can't fathom it because he has to be a good cop for once. Right. He's like, well, you ran away because you were scared of Ben and Kathy. And now you ran away and Kathy's dead. So, and then Josie gets all defensive of it. And she's like, what can you, you know that's sort of what's happening here and harry's just like you know he's so adamant he offends her even though he's probably right yeah look at that uh we're looking at a still of the show let's say and in the background I just noticed that goat head oh you didn't notice that earlier no it was the first thing i noticed i was actually very distracted by it my eyes kind of glazed over and at first i thought it was like a shaggy dog head i didn't oh, notice the horns that would be a lot darker Kind <laughs> of be funnier though, and more in line with the show. I feel like. Yeah, but I don't know. It would set a. It would, it would... Yeah. Josie runs to the couch. She sits down. Harry sits down next door. I'm trying to. He's just trying to. He's trying to get to the bottom of this. Oh, uh, this part's not safe for work. Just a quick warning. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are fine because we're just. Class. Yeah. Um, Josie forces Harry to kiss her, kind of. Uh, and then they're, he's like kissing her neck, and then she tells him to tear it. And he does. And then, well, no, he's trying to get her to talk again, but then she just kisses right. him again. Oh, baby, we're cooking. And then she tells him to tear it, referring to the... Shawl? Shawl, I guess, Very yeah, shawl. that she's wearing over the dress, even though it's super expensive. Uh, she doesn't care. She's yeah. Like, she's about the insurance money. Yeah, and then he does rip it. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressively. Yeah. And then they fall over together on the couch, and they're kissing. They're, they're making kissing. out. Look at them go. Harry Truman, he's a loser. I hate him, but he fucks. Confirmed. And you like it. Mm, I don't know how I feel about it. You're a Harry Truman fucking supporter. No. Are you sure? Uh, him versus Coop, I support him fucking more because it seems like the only person Coop wants to fuck is Audrey. We pan up from to the window and it's lightning strikes. Man, no, we're not there yet. Oh. It's the Asian man. Mystery Asian man, who we do know is now named Jonathan, we find out later. So we'll just say Jonathan. Yes, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll just call him Jonathan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're back at the sheriff's station. There's donuts. They look delicious. Lucy's drinking some coffee. Just being Lucy, you know? Right. Then he comes through the first door and through the second door. Who is this man? It is none other than... Judge Sternwood in the widest ass hat, in the drippiest bolo tie. He's dripped out. He's impressive. He's cool. He's beautiful. He's talking to Lucy, making small talk. He's a wonderful old man. You're going to have a little hug. He's not a little man, actually. He's quite tall and old. And, uh, but wonderful. I like him a lot. I'm, I'm a big fan of Judge Sternwood. I'm neutral on him. Neutral? Yeah. Why? Mm. I don't know. Something about him. It's just, I think I just have a prejudice towards the elderly. I know you do, and it's a, something you need to unpack and I think fix. I, I'm just ageist. Yeah. Uh, Harry shows up from uh, the Josie sesh, um, covered in rain, um, and Judge Sternwood immediately clocks that he's feeling something. Some kind of way for some sort of woman. Um, but he, uh, Harry gets the out from having to talk to a random judge about it by pointing out that Cooper's here. And he introduces Judge Sternwood to Cooper. 
Isn't that wonderful? It's uh, amazing. Isn't she lovely? He has a nice nose, Isn't she too. beautiful? Oh, my God. They all have wonderful noses. Yep. This is the Good Nose Show, um, where we just rate good noses. I would give the judge a stern seven. Mmm. Truman, uh, though? Solid ten. They all just talk, and they start. They go to the room where they're going to have the weird, I don't even know what to call this, pre-hearing oh, meeting. Before this, the judge goes, so who's the girl, Harry? I covered that. Oh, cool. If only you paid attention during the podcast we recorded. If only I paid attention. Only if you listen to the podcast. So if every once in a while I listen and then I go, eh. Um, Lucy's walking by. Dick Tremaine enters this and his sports coat. Least favorite part of the episode. Least favorite because it makes you uncomfortable? Yeah. No, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It makes me angry. You don't like it when shows make you feel things? I don't like it when they make me feel angry. Why? Because I don't like feeling angry. Mm. 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 Anyway, continue. Continue. Dick is here. He's going on a rant. He realized all the, all the things he's done wrong. He feels terrible. He feels wretched, even. Mm-hmm. Despicable Me, Despicable starring me. Steve Carell. Uh, I almost said Ben Stiller. No, I still get them confused wrong. to this day. Wow. They look similar. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, no, no. Yes, they do. No. Yes, they do. They do to me, goddammit. I've never thought about them together at all. And I feel I like they starred... In similar movies for a period of time. Did they? Give me an example. I don't know. Like, I feel like 40-year-old Virgin could have been... St- I know it's Steve Carell. Yeah, it could have been Steve Carell, but that also could have been a role that Ben Stiller did. Yeah, but it could have been a role a lot of people did. But you don't get it. I don't get you it know at what? Because I don't think Ben Stiller movies are that similar to Steve Carell movies. Like Zoolander, well, I could see Steve. I guess I get it because I could see Z- Steve Carell in Zoolander, but not Night at the Museum. No, Steve Carell could have done Night at the Museum. I think what it really is is Ben Stiller does more dramatic roles, right? So that's the difference now. But you know, it could have been. Although Steve Carell has some very good dramatic acting credits. Name one. A Little Miss Sunshine. Never mind. Uh, Dick Tremaine gives Lucy money, and she's like, "For what?" And he doesn't say the word abortion. Dan in real life. But it is abortion. Right. Uh, he and says, uh, take care of our little, uh, you know, problem. Yeah, the sperm creature. Uh, the sperm creature from the night. The sperm pet, which mm. is, of course, what kids are. Um, mm. like that. And then she kicks Dick Tremaine out and cries, yep. as is reasonable in such a situation, I believe. Then she hides in Sheriff Truman's office, which and doesn't seem to. Along comes Leland and Andy. Our boys, Strata. The the kiss song. He hears her crying. Yep. It's very sad. He looks worried. This is a fantastic episode. He the best one yet. Uh, walks away though because he has a job to do. Yeah. He delivers Leland onto the people. There's a weird map of Twin Peaks, I think, <laughs> on the no, chalk pad in the background. Uh, no, that's not a map though. That's a. It's a chart. No, it's like a drawing of a town. Yeah, it's Tibet. Tibet isn't a town. Uh, Tibet's my favorite town. Tibet's a country. Tibet's a town. It's a country. Tibet's a country town. No, that's Swim Peaks. It's got to be. Look at the mountains, the river. Does Tibet not have mountains? It does, I think, but, mm-hmm. you know, I nice think exactly. I think you're ignorant. Um. Exactly. And then uh, Judge Sternwood's talking. He goes on an excellent monologue that i can't remember all of but i know he says at the end before we uh resume our respective roles and all this drama 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say, uh, one day we shall set out, shed our moral soul, mortal flesh, or something like that, and we we shall together raise a glass in Valhalla. Valhalla. Uh, they talk about Valhalla, which is, of course, do you think you could tell us about Valhalla? Yeah, it's like the Norse mythology heaven, more or less. Yep, and you get there by uh, dying with a weapon in your hands. Being a hero. Yeah, and it's an eternal battle up in Valhalla. So Judge Which Sternwood does not is. Sound like heaven to me. Judge Sternwood is a a, a warrior. A warrior, yeah, I guess. I mean, look at that bolo tie. Yeah, he's a hero. They essentially talk, and the state prosecutor hasn't shown up yet because he's eating at the double R. We know that, but mm. they don't. He's eating a cheeseburger and surprise. With Hopefully, the with the Coke. With ice. With ice. Exactly. Do you take your Coke with ice? Hmm, that depends. Okay, McDonald's Coke, no, because I like uh, that just, you you get less Coke that way. But like at home, if I'm in control and I have a can of Coke, I'll put some ice in the cup. Interesting. Uh, I can respect that. Uh, And then essentially they just agree to handle all this later. (laughs) Um, And Judge Sternwood's like, oh, we have difficult jobs. And then Sid shows up. My hero. She's got the most drip out of anyone in the show, in my opinion. Uh, who ranks below her? Mm, I would say Lucy's right. Everyone, below obviously. Her. Everyone, but the like, like I'll do the three under her. Lucy, um, gonna go with Donna. I like a lot of her fits, and then maybe Bobby. He has some nice ones, but they're kind of bland. But they, he works them. That was yeah. the is the is thing, you know? So yeah. What the fuck happened to Bobby? What do you mean? What happened to Bobby? He's a he's a teenager. He's like, probably going to school. I know, but it's been forever. Um. Anyway, Sid is uh, not his wife, the judge's wife, as you may suspect. Actually, his law clerk. Uh, they have a pretty good deal going on. Austin's getting a phone call uh, from. <gasps> oh my God! From our good friend of the show. We're in the podcast. Oh. Do you want to say hi? Oh shit! Am I in the episode? Yeah. Hey. Okay, talk to you later. <laughs> uh, that was our good friend of the show, Thomas. We're at the Great Northern again. It's the the Tri Country Lumber Queen semifinals. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no setup to this at all, but it happened. Well, it's not an important plot thing. Will it pay off? Will no, pay off with it? no. It's just there. Oh uh, well, you were complaining about how there's not enough people around in Twin Peaks. Right now, there's just people around. But yeah, I, well, because the Great Northern has stuff going on, and right, you'll see more of that. As I didn't think it would be just a beauty pad. I just meant like anyway. There's a a different citizens. a different mysterious Asian man watching Ben Horn. Yeah, and we'll call this man Mr. Tojimura because we find out that's his name in the same scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and cool hair, him and fat. Ben just like bow to each other, and Ben walks up. Taking a big puff of that big cigar. Walks by. Doesn't say a word. And then Louis, Louis fan K. favorite. Not that guy. That's not, not a fan a favorite. Fan, favorite. We don't like fan favorite Louis from the show Twin Peaks is like, here, the Mr. Tujimura. Here's your key. How would you like to pay? What card would you like to use? And Mr. Tojimura says cash. Mm. And what do we know? Who do we know that uses cash? Um, The food critique. Whose name is? Honestly, M M T Wens. There you go. Sometimes names they take a little bit too much to remember, but M T Wens, I never forget. You forget every single time. Ask me again. What's the food critic's name? Fuck. Um. Anyway, Louis also gives off the card of the Double R Diner mm-hmm. as a sort of uh, 
help, help to, d- to Norma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like that carved tree thing they have. Everything about the Great Northern makes me happy. I would live in the Great Northern. Northern. Yeah, except for you know the numerous problems with the owner. But there's secret passageways. That's true. Then we're at the Packard House again. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? And we get introduced formally now to the f- original mysterious Asian man. His name's Jonathan. Cousin Jonathan. Cousin Josie's Jonathan. cousin Jonathan. Josie's cousin who watched her fuck. Ed gives her, gives him a weird gift of a taxidermied badger fighting a cobra? Yep. Is that what's happening there? I think so. Wow. Uh, Jonathan and Josie talk about stuff, essentially. Uh, They're wanted back in Hong Kong. They're wanted back in Hong Kong by Mr. Eckert. Um, she also uh, has to give away the land. She wants to sell the land to them, apparently. Dun, dun, dun. She just needs Pete's signature because he's next in kin mm-hmm. to uh, the one and only Kathy. May she rest in peace. My favorite, Catherine. Um, and then she uh, says they have a problem with Hank, and then Mr. Jonathan says he'll deal with Hank. Uh-huh, as then he's going to kill Hank. And then uh, he's like, and the sheriff? And she says, he means nothing to me. Dun, dun, dun. Which can't be true. I refuse to believe it. We're at, the, we're at the roadhouse. We're at the roadhouse. Also known as the Bang Bang Bar. The Bang Bang. The roadhouse. And Sheriff Truman shows up. Looking kind of... It's kind out. of dripped out, actually. Yeah. Um, and he's like, hey. And Coop is also like, hey. And Harry's like, the best bookhouse boy is here. Turns out... Harry sent the best bookhouse boy himself. Mm-hmm. Because they're best friends. They're besties. And Coop can't escape them. Which feels a little egotistical to me, you know. Let, let someone else they're shine. They're besties, though. Yeah, but let someone else shine. No. Let my boy uh, Hawk shine a little bit. Anyway, so Coop orders him a drink, and then they're going to do then their the best thing together. The episode happens. To a knock on the door. We're at the double R. Hank's in his little jam jams. Yeah. Barefoot, walking about. Somebody knocks. Nobody's there, though. Dun, dun, dun. He closes the door again. He's walking, just chilling in his jam jams. Um, remember the children's book, Pajama Time? Don't answer that question. We see a man in the darkness. Dun, dun, dun. It's Jonathan. It's Cousin Johnny. With the hat and the sunglasses at night. And he looks bald now, but he's not bald. Yeah, it's just the hat, you know? Yeah. Hank has a flashlight. He uh, he's gonna swing for him. Whoosh! But uh, he gets absolutely beat no up. He gets thrown over the counter of the double Are you R. Me? Forget about it. Hank, uh, Hank isn't doing well in this fight. Uh, this is me if Apparently I was a wrestling a commentator. Yeah, it's more of a beatdown. He swings. Johnny dodges. Johnny dodges again. Holy Johnny's shit! Johnny flips him over. Dishes go scattering. Things are bad. <laughs> Hank goes for the worst-looking choreographed kick in history and gets thrown to the ground again. His pajamas are cute, Yeah, though. He's getting his ass kicked. And then Hank up. just says he's going to lay on the ground for a bit. Johnny has the flashlight now. He's flashing it in uh, Hank's eyes, which he shouldn't do. That's bad for people's eyes. Don't do it, guys. Well, I don't think he cares about Hank. Well, yeah. And then he presses thumbs with uh, Hank and says, we're blood brothers now, which is, of course, a reference to when 
and he did that to Josie last mm-hmm. season, if you recall. I do recall and then he curious. throws the flashlight, and it shatters, taking us to black and to the credits. We have no idea what happens next, except you do. Yeah, and that was a pretty fucking cool end of the episode, I think. That was the best so, uh, yeah, total thoughts? Um, I loved it. It was great. The transitions were everything. The acting was, like, the best acting yet. Uh, I want to know more about the Lucy story, and that's it. Those are my thoughts. Interesting. Okay, what was your uh, highlight of the episode? The highlight of the episode for me was um, probably the transition at the end of the Hank fight. And if not, as much as it made me angry, it was the the abortion thing. Mm. And what is your uh, low light? Of the my low light of the episode. It's hard to pick. Probably the extended, the, the, the cousin watching Truman and Josie have sex. I didn't like. You're that. not a fan of. Uh, you know, I was a fan until I of was peeping like, Tomary. Not when it's your fan. Not well, not at all. First of all, but not especially when it's your family. Yeah. I was like, ugh. Lot wrong in there. Family. Family. Non consensually. Pervert. Yeah, exactly. I like, uh, so I have a couple questions for you. Yeah. First off. Ask away. <clears throat> Welcome to the question zone. <laughs> Uh, perhaps this is the domino zone. We can only find out with time. Uh, first things first. Who killed Laura Palmer? I'm going. What's the guy's name that I hate? Harold Smith. I'm going with Harold Smith. Okay. Um, I had other joke questions to ask you, but I've just forgotten all of them. No. Uh, who is MT Wentz? He's a food critic. Um, probably that guy that we saw, but I don't know. Interesting. Is it a real like? Does it come up in the next episode or? It comes up. Okay, multiple times. Yeah. Oh. It's so one of the many storylines of episode t- of season two. Interesting. That feels complicated, and I don't like it. Mm. Too much happening. Yeah. Who's Mr. Eckhart? Mr. Eckhart. Mm, fuck if I know. Okay. Um, and what's he doing in Hong Kong? What's he doing in Hong Kong? I don't know. He's definitely not related to the Packards. He's probably related to the. To the uh, one I jack situation, I think, but I might be wrong. Interesting theorem, Dr. Robert. And finally, what do you think will happen next episode? Titled Episode 12, also known as The Orchid's Curse. Ooh, well, I think we'll figure out more about the Hank situation. I'm theorizing the return of Bobby, mm-hmm. my main man. And I think that Cooper will go and save Audrey. Okay. What do you think the the significance of the title is? The Orchid's Curse? Keep in mind. No, I know what the significance is. It's Harold Smith. Yeah. He's going to do something bad. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think? Well, we find out who the killer is in the next episode, and I think... No, we don't. Oh, I thought we did. How many episodes? Seventh episode? I'm not telling you anymore. If you can't remember, I'm not telling you. I'm going to Google it. No. Anyway, yeah. Google it. I think that his Orchid's probably have something going on but he's cursed he's evil i don't like him he's the murderer anyway that's all the time we have for you today on this beautiful beautiful snowy snunday snunday snowy sh- snowy snunday um it's another snunday snunded uh what i think harold killed him killed him i um, don't think that laura palmer's dead is the problem i have such a fucking wild thing to say. I know. I have nothing to back it up, but it's been a consistent theory throughout the whole show, and I stand by it. Well, it's not consistent. 
like it's not a consistent theory presented in the show. It's no, a consistent it's a theory, theory you've had as we've been watching the show. All because of the third episode, I think. Right, but I don't. Remember Just because why. she was in a dream that Cooper had, you yeah. think she's real? I'm like, she's not dead. She's not dead. All right. Cooper's dreams, they they happen, man. They happen. Where's his ring? Things are happening. Oh, I'm gonna binge this show tonight. You better not. I'll actually cry. I won't. I won't. I, won't. I actually will cry. I, won't. I, won't. I hope you know I would cry. I won't do it. Won't Good. Do it. I won't Google anything. Good. Also, n- very not enough mentions of Diane. Mm. You've been Dianeless for yeah. a little bit, yeah. Um, I wonder why. Perhaps we'll find out. Uh, anyway. That's it for this episode of Peaked. Don't clap. Let me talk. Thank you. Um, and you can follow us at Peaked Media Podcast on Instagram or Peaked underscore podcast on Twitter. Might be reversed. I don't remember. You can follow us on TikTok, but I don't even do anything with that, so fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Joel in the hole. Joel in the hole. Fuck off. Uh, Nobody and knows what that means. Nope. Just us. Because we are bonded by blood. Um, and we're actually cousin Jonathan and, uh, Hank. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's it. Thank you so much for listening and, uh, goodbye. Okay. Bye. Not the kind you bring to Palmer. Laura Palmer. That is.